Hey, this is Tyler Chesser, founder and CEO of the Chesser Companies and host of Elevate Podcast. If you want to start being intentional with your free time and to discover your true purpose and potential, you should definitely be listening to the Free Time Podcast with my good friend, Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend but you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. I want to reiterate the fact you don't want to beat yourself up over this. You don't want to beat yourself up in the fact and say, wow, I have so far to go. But once you do that, it's like take one action. Take one move, make one move. Don't overwhelm yourself with the fact of, man, I got another, I got a decade of all these things I got to do. And this sounds hard and it sounds scary. And yes, it will be hard, but it's all about taking one step. If you take that one motion in that right direction, the momentum will carry you forward. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Tyler Chasher, my man, welcome to the Free Time Podcast. How are you today? Carl, I am doing fantastic. I appreciate you having me, my friend. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. I'm here in lovely Iowa and I'm just so happy I'm getting the chance to sit down with you and connect, man. It's a beautiful thing what technology allows us to do today. It really is, man. And I've I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I guess it's been, what, a couple years now or so? I Dude, mean, I was just thinking about it, man. I think we've known each other for a little over a year. We uh, okay. we got connected through our mutual friend, Evan Holiday at uh, Rod Cleef's, I think, multifamily boot camp. That was like that's last right. August or September in Chicago. Dude, one of the things that stood out about you immediately, like if I had to put you in one word or sum you up in one word, literally, it would be elevation. You know, and, and that, it's so fitting because that's the name of your podcast, which y'all should definitely tune into that podcast if you're into personal development, you know, which obviously you are if you're listening to this, but also if you're interested in real estate, definitely go there. But I say that because I've been watching your journey from afar, Tyler. You know, when I met you, I think you were still with your brokerage. I've seen you spin away nicely to start the Cheshire companies where you're doing deals. You've now started the Elevate podcast where you're empowering people and literally leveling them up. You're doing awesome things, speaking, you know, coaching. Talk to us a bit about how you got there, right? A lot of the audience right now, 
It's just becoming intentional about coming out the gates and figuring out what the right vehicle is to elevate their lifestyle. And, you know, they see a guy like you that's super successful in all these different areas. It could be overwhelming. Can you meet them where they are for a second and plug in your journey and what that was like to all the different things you're doing today? Yeah, well, thank you very much. I mean, I, I definitely don't claim to be at the top of the mountaintop. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the things I definitely want to you know mention. And also, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I you know I haven't had every resource, and and I don't claim to you know to be smarter than anyone who's listening. You know, I think anybody who's listening here has the opportunity of you know having the understanding that look, there's something more out there waiting for me if I'm ready to claim it. But for me, I mean, really it's been kind of a, a passion, you know, a, a seeking, seeking of my passion. And I didn't really know, you know, exactly what that was for a long time. But I, I started my career in the corporate world. I actually did market research and also did digital marketing as well as international marketing for, you know, Fortune 500 uh, company. And before that, I was in, you know, sales for another large company. And as I sort of went through my early journey of my career, I started to realize that, you know, maybe the whole theory of, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, isn't necessarily the formula that was going to work for me. And so actually, it's funny, because things start happening to me that it's like, I look back now, and I know it's like what Tony Robbins says that life happens for you and not to you. And for, For me, you know, things were happening for me. But at the time, they felt like they were happening to me. Yeah. And like, you know, I was having so many issues, you know, it was like, I had, uh, I bought a house, and I was having all these maintenance issues at the house. And it was like, whoa, nobody told me about this. I thought I just had a budget for, you know, the, uh, for the mortgage and all that good stuff, which, you know, it's funny to think about now, but I look back and you know, I had so many issues that kind of hit at once. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. All right. First of all, I need a raise at my job. <laughs> and so I went to my boss and said, Hey, you know, I need a raise. And, you know, I ended up getting these raises, but they were like cost of living raises. They were, they were minimal. And I got some, but I felt like I was more valuable, but also, you know, looking back, maybe I wasn't as valuable as I thought I was. But anyway, in the long run, you know, I realized that maybe there was a different way for me to earn a better living. And so I started to seek out, well, what is that? And long story short, I talked to everybody I knew and I figured out that real estate may be a path for me. Right. It was a path for me as, far, as a salesperson, you know, to get my license and sell properties. And, and truthfully, like I was looking for the practical ends. Like how do I go and make more money so I can, you know, pay my, pay my maintenance bills here as well as, you know, try to do some things that are outside of the norm. And as I started to get into that, I realized that to be successful, I had to develop myself as a person. I had to develop my own skills, you know, my own network, my own, really my mindfulness. I mean, there were so many different things, my own health. I mean, there were so many different things that I learned in the path because like I didn't have family in the business. I didn't have, you know, the insider connections in the business. So I had to kind of, it was, I was really climbing a huge uphill battle as I got started because mm-hmm. I was a nobody. I mean, I was a total outsider. Nobody knew who I was. I didn't know anything about real estate either. Yeah. So I would get up early before my job. And actually, I was doing this on the side when I started. I would get up early before I went into the job. And, you know, I would, you know, study. I would read books. I would, um, you know, watch videos. I would, you know, do research. Or I would just do the grunt work of, like, you know, sending out letters and that kind of stuff. So I would get up early. And then when my job was done, I would honestly stay up late and study and learn and grow. And I would, you know, talk to clients on the weekends or at night times whenever I could, you know, to grow my business. And so I kind of developed those habits. Hope this isn't too long winded, but I developed the habits of, you know, really becoming obsessed with becoming more because I needed to do that for, you know, Mm. breaking into the space. 
And as I did that, it's like, that was the whole answer for me. Like that was what I loved. That's what I became to love is just the growth, you know, Mm -hmm. constantly becoming more and understanding more. And so that's what I've really like, that's been my entire kind of story because once I got a little taste of it, like every time I read a new book or every time I learned a new skill, I became more valuable. And when I became more valuable, I had more options. I had more, you know, choice to, you know, to have more freedom. And so then I was just like, I couldn't get enough of it and I still can't get enough of it. So that's, (laughs) that's me, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I I love that, dude. Thank you for opening up there with us a little bit. And I think like the, the beautiful thing about your journey is, you know, finding this irresistible desire it's almost like an insatiable curiosity. You know, who is Tyler Cheshire really? And just continue to like go further and further and further down that rabbit hole, right? I mean, it's a beautiful thing because you get into an organic flow and it just opens you up to new layers of yourself that you never ever knew that, quite frankly, were there or existed. So I can hear the passion come from your, from your body, man. And, and that's what really we're trying to help people that are tuning in get a hold of is how do you just go from that situation where, you know, you're on the ledge of life hanging on so tight because you're not really sure which way to go to just like saying, you know what, screw it. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to do the grunt work and just get myself going and see how things come. Give us some practical tips, you know, as you look back on your journey that you just sort of shared with us that maybe a person in that situation can deploy to get themselves in that flow. Cause I, I do think that you're right. Once the flow is there, you're good. So how do they get to that flow? I think the first thing is like, are you willing to accept mediocre results or just an average life? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you are willing to accept that this conversation probably is not for you. Right. Um, but if you're not willing to accept that, you got to take a hard look in the mirror and say, all right, well, where am I right now? And where do I want to go? Because you know, there's a gap there. But and then that's like the thing that I love about learning or reading or having conversations like this, because to me, it uncovers the information gap. You know, there's Mm -hmm. always a gap of, oh, wait a minute, now I just learned something more, but then I realized how much I didn't know. And I think there's a humility aspect of all this to say, all right, well, I'm theoretically looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you know what, I don't have these skills that I need. That's okay. I'm not beating myself up for it, but I need to go get them. You know, Mm -hmm. who do I need to know? you know, what books do I need to read? You know, what conferences or seminars do I need to be a part of? And what type of information do I need to just be continually, persistently adding to my own repertoire? Because I think that's, that's the really the first step is having some humility because learning anything new is all about having humility. And it's, it's admitting that you, that you don't know something or it's admitting that you're deficient in some category. So I think it's a healthy aspect of that. I mean, you definitely, I want to reiterate the fact you don't want to beat yourself up over this. You don't want to beat yourself up in the fact and say, wow, I have so far to go. But once you do that, it's like take one action, take Mm -hmm. one move, make one move. Don't overwhelm yourself with the fact of, man, I got another, I got a decade of all these things I got to do. And this sounds hard and it sounds scary. And yes, it will be hard, but it's all about taking one step. You take that one motion in that right direction, the momentum will carry you forward. Yeah, very well said. And I think, you know, sort of the first objection that maybe comes to people's minds that hear that wonderful piece of advice is, oh, great, Tyler. Okay, one action, I can do that. But how far does one action take me? And people are looking at it from a wrong perspective, because these small actions start to compound over time, time is compounding, you know, so yes, opening up a book today and reading one page, (laughs) maybe five pages, the next and 10, the the following, you know, because you start to sort of absorb more of this information. And to what you said with your story, 
you have this insatiable desire to like know more. So it's just all about what you can chunk up today and watching how that sort of snowballs into something greater. So one thing that I do want to touch on is you talk a lot about in a lot of your content, hey, we need to be, we need to be able to anticipate problems. You know, problems are going to come up. And invariably, whenever somebody's doing something new, there are going to be hurdles, right? And I think that there's a part in our brain that wants to sort of shelter us from problems. Can you talk about your relationship with problems and, and, and how you actually view them? And more than that, how you stay resilient when you come up against them? Yeah, I mean, this is a really great question because it's, it's the key component towards becoming your greater self, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, when I got started in my real estate investing career, you know, I encountered every single problem I feel like you could ever encounter. And obviously, <laughs> that's a, it's an ignorant statement to some degree because there's, a, there's an endless amount of problems that you'll run into in the real estate business, whether you're investing or otherwise. Um, but I feel like I ran into every single problem you could ever imagine, especially for a first deal. But I, I, I remember thinking back to myself at that time, when a new problem would hit, I would just get so overwhelmed with it. And I would feel like, wow, I'm just getting defeated left and right. And over time, I learned that I could overcome these challenges, no matter how challenging they may have seemed at the time. And I realized that, you know what, I just have to face these things and face the brutal facts. Because once you face the brutal facts, it's like, okay, well, what do we need to do to solve this problem? So I got to a point where, you know, it was like, it was, it felt unrelenting to a point where it was like, wow, you know what, this is going to be inevitable. So I just looked at it, just going to expect the unexpected. Like I had a deal and this was on the brokerage side. It got struck by lightning the day of closing and it blew out all of the, the electric systems. It was like a hundred and something unit apartment building, blew out all the electric systems, the alarms you know, the, the cameras, it was a huge deal. And the seller was like, okay, fine. Well, I'm not fixing it. So either you guys close or we're not doing it. And I'm like, I remember that moment because this was a few years into my journey. And I was like, you know what? I just expect the unexpected. And I'm just like, okay, calm. I'm calm. So now let's have a discussion. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so like to me, what I've realized is that when I worry, when I, when I fret over these issues, it doesn't do anything extra for solving them and overcoming them. But when I learned that if I overcome an issue, not only you know, do we solve that and we can move on, but you also learn something new. So I, I've learned to become curious about challenges that come. And it's like, okay, so my defiant commitment is being tested. So mm. what can I learn from this process as well as how committed am I? Am I truly 100% committed? Because if I am, then I will go through this problem. So I don't know. That's been my relationship with problems. And, and I have come to realize that, you know what, they're inevitable and they can help you become a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, man. I think in my mind, I almost look at it as just an opportunity, you know, and I, that's kind of what I extracted from, you know, your answer there is they're a constant in life. They're not going to go anywhere. So here's yet another benchmark, if you will, for you to see, you know, how far you've come and what more you can tolerate. And each one that you're able to hop over serves now as a kind of a new etch, you know, on your blackboard that you can always like look back to in the rear view when the next one comes up as sort of like proof within yourself, within your ability to actually overcome them. So very well said there, man. I love that. And so, you know, you hear a lot of talk these days about giving value and adding value first. You know, I think it's something that is definitely used quite quite, um, you know, not sparingly, but it's used very commonly amongst the masses. And rightfully so, you know, I think it's a great approach to life. 
And why I personally like, and I'm curious to hear your take is, is that for people that are sort of like blindsided as to like what their value is in the world or what they can actually offer, oftentimes they're just sort of focusing on their deficiencies. They're not really focusing on empowering thoughts, but this idea of giving value first sort of puts them out of their own way to say, wow, okay, can I actually like see what's around me? Maybe there's somebody in front of me that has an issue that I can actually insert myself in and actually help. And maybe that's like a way to discover what your value is. Can you talk about what your theory is on delivering value? Because I know it's something that you focus in a lot on, you know, with the podcast you should do with the company, you know, briefly touch on that if you don't mind. Yeah, I think adding value has got to be the core of any relationship. And mm-hmm. to me, the core of business, especially real estate business, and, and I would imagine most others is really the core is, is relationship. And to me, how I see that is I'm depositing into relationships. I'm not seeking to withdraw from these relationships. So what you've got to do, in my opinion, and this is what I've had to learn, and I still have to continue to course correct on this at, at all times, is to get out of my own needs, my own desires and say, well, well, who am I dealing with and what are they looking to accomplish? What's their model of the world? What, you know, what are their needs that they're looking to, you know, implement into their own life? And so with that, I, I try to, that's my first step is try to really kind of understand that and at that point say, all right, well, how can I actually add value to them as you, as you mentioned? And so, you know, whether it's, Hey, I need to connect you with somebody who would be important for your business you know, I need to connect you to someone who can help you, you know, accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. Or, you know, I need to help you like analyze a deal. I mean, for me, like one thing that I talk about a lot and a lot of people are trying to get into the real estate business say, well, how, how can I become successful or how can I not get cut out from deals? And my answer is always to add value. So mm-hmm. what are they missing? You know, what can you add to the, to the mix? I mean, like we're, we're doing things right now where, you know, some people are, I think kind of commoditized in some way because all they're doing is they're either pushing papers or, you know, they're just, you know, sending emails or what, but you've got to be able to say, all right, well, like for me, whenever we're doing a deal with, you know, a buyer or any seller, a lot of our clients are extremely sophisticated. So what we've got to be able to do is identify their blind spots. We've got to be able to help them negotiate the best opportunity because negotiation can really add tremendous amount of value to a deal. And it's all about psychology. It's all about intuitive knowledge. And so I think it is, you've got to be, you know, dynamic and, and flexible in terms of identifying, well, what type of value do I need to add in this situation? But it is key in everything you do if you want to be successful, in my opinion, is you've always got to be adding value to somebody else. Yeah, no, well said. And the beautiful thing about it too is that it's something that's directly within your control. You know, you walk into a networking event why not ask yourself that question? Just at least come in with the right intention. How can I add value? You know, how can I be more interested versus interesting? You know, just these little mental blocks that I just find sort of get in the way of people and, you know, their true, awesome, innate nature. I think these are just great practicals, man. So very well touched on there. Well, to be interesting, you've got to be interested, right? You've got to know about someone else. You've got to listen and that's why I gave a talk up in Minneapolis last week and I talked about this. It's like, you have to listen. And you know, what did they say? Don't listen to think about what your response is, but truly listen and, you know, ask further questions. Like, you know, it's kind of simple to say a lot of this stuff, but it is a great reminder to just kind of slow down. We're all going extremely fast, but when you're having a conversation with somebody, listen to them and have an intuitive listening, you know, what are they exactly saying? And, 
and what can you learn more about them and how can you deposit back to them? Yeah, man. Very well said there. You know, speaking of depositing, in order to deposit, I feel like you have to be deposited into, right? You're really big on mentorship, coaching. You're really big on books. Like talk about how those two components of your life have helped you level up, have helped you elevate, you know, where you once were to where you currently are. Just just touch on that. Well, my first coach um, in real estate was about five and a half years ago. And as he was really helping me get acclimated into the real estate business, you know, I was about a year into the business at that point. I was learning so much and I was soaking so much in and I was seeing some success. You know, I was, I was able to kind of cut my learning curve, you know, just based on some strategies. And then we started talking about mindset. We started talking about psychology and then we started talking about a lot of books that he was, you know, that he was taking, distilling information from and teaching to me and helping me implement in different ways. So I started to get intrigued by that. And one of the books he talked about was Thinking Grow Rich. And, um, you know, when I read that book, you know, when the first time I read that book, my eyes were crossed. I could not understand what it was talking about. (laughs) I I went to the school for marketing and I didn't even know anything about, you know, the subconscious mind. I didn't know anything about auto suggestion or all these kind of things. Right. And it was funny because I started to implement some of the principles from Thinking Grow Rich, like in my dating life. And I was like, the women were all over me. It was out of control. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, so my desire is this. And then, you know, and then I can take action. I can be persistent. And, you know, I, I followed the principles and it was like, whoa, all right, that happened. And then I started to apply it towards my business and I started to become very successful. And so it's like this compound effect, as you said. It's like once I learned a few of those principles and I just applied it, actually, that's one of my big takeaways is that when I learn something, I try to apply it immediately. Yeah. Because then I don't have to sit there and remember and review my notes and, and all that because it anchors into my understanding when I do. Mm-hmm. So I can have book knowledge that then translates into real wisdom just by doing and applying. And of course, not, not everything works in my life. You know, a lot that I have learned, you know, works well. And, and coaching for me, you know, I continue to invest in coaching today. I'm a coach for others as well, a coach for real estate investors. And, you know, it is all about sort of holding people accountable, but then also helping them identify their blind spots mm-hmm. and also strategizing. I mean, for me, it's like a continual thing of I continue to up level because of this process, not only from being coached, but also coaching others. I've learned yeah. that when I learn something, I can also teach it to someone else and learn it even more. It's like the implementation process we just talked about, if I can also teach it to other people as well. Mm-hmm. So it's been this process of really elevating, you know, elevating my life. Yep. This and basis. And also identifying those challenges before they, you know, become those inevitable problems, like we just talked about a little bit earlier. Right. Like identifying them and circumventing them through the coaching process has been great. I don't, I don't, you know, circumvent every single problem, but you know, it's really helped me kind of up level tremendously. Yeah, man. Well said. I mean, there's something to be said for all the greats, you know, within their crafts, having a coach to help them identify the blind spots, to help them be more accountable. So it would only make sense that all of us being active agents within our own lives implement something, you know, as the same. And and I love that you touched on this idea of learning, implementing and teaching somebody else. Like I'm a big believer that like, we're all in this game of life, you know, sort of doing our own individual races. I hate the comparison game. I think we all start exactly where we're supposed to start and we all are exactly where we're supposed to be. That being said, it is an altruistic game with regard to running your race and being able to pass a baton. 
whether that be a piece of advice or a piece of knowledge that you've gone through within your own experience. And it's a beautiful thing that you touch on that and you say that you share because if you share and somebody finds value, well, now they have something that they can now pass on. It becomes this awesome chain effect. And again, it compounds. So I, I love that you, you embody that, man. I really do. I wanted to just acknowledge well, that. Well, I mean, just really quickly on that. I mean, I get so much satisfaction from contributing. Like sometimes yeah. I know that there are people who are like, you know, I don't want to share this information because what if they become my competitors? And then, you know, for me, like I know that I'm going to feel great about, you know, what I did at, at night. I'm going to lay my head on the pillow and feel great about helping someone else create a greater future, create more options and more choice in their life. And I know for sure at the end of my life, I'm going to feel really great about have, you know, sharing the opportunity to give people more options. Because one of my biggest goals is like there's millions of people who are just tolerating their life. Mm-hmm. And I want to help millions of people get to a point where they can actually reach fulfillment. Yeah. And, you know, get to a point where they can give back their greatest talents. And look, there's 7 billion people on this planet. And majority of these people are living miserable lives. And so right. I want to be a little beacon of that opportunity to create more choice, to create more opportunity for these people. Let's help you become a big beacon, brother, because that's a hell of an audacious goal. And it's one that's uh, it's worth living for and actively striving for every single day. And that's what we're doing today here, man. Just opening up the conversation in hopes that even a few people are touched by this and inspired to take some action. So speaking of fulfillment, it's, it's the buzzword. It's the thing that we are all seeking. You know, what does it mean to live a life that's truly fulfilled to you, in your opinion? Well, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the six basic human needs, and uh-huh. there's a couple that are needs of the spirit. And if you think about the six basic human needs, you're thinking about certainty, you know, like roof over my head, you know, water, you mm-hmm. know, food, that kind of stuff. Also, you know, I can expect, you know, to to have money in my bank account tomorrow and things like that. And then also uncertainty. If you think about uncertainty, it's you know, it's a spice of life. It's like variety, you know, mm-hmm. so it's the opposite, you know, d- diametrically opposed to certainty. Uh-huh. Um, and then you, you you go down the list, but I won't bore you with all those details. But the, the, the ones that are the needs of the spirit to me, you know, and, and really kind of what Tony says is it's growth, it's contribution, and it's also love and connection. You know, those are really kind of your needs of the spirit. And so for me, you know, fulfillment is to, you know, obviously to to achieve success in business, but it's also to help other people get there and to help other people create more choice within their own life. And I know that when, once like those light bulbs came on for me, it was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Like I didn't get that. Like I just, and I'm not mad that I didn't have that information, but I felt like it could have been given to me earlier in my life. So I'd like to be able to share that with other people earlier in their life so they can have the opportunity to have choice to you know, to create financial abundance, to create financial freedom. And then also to learn, like, what are your greatest talents? Like, for me, I've learned that, you know, my greatest talents are connecting with people and helping other people, you know, mm-hmm. negotiating deals, I get a thrill from negotiating deals. And it's like, it really, that's what makes me alive. So, you know, for me, fulfillment is to, you know, to operate those things, but to lead other people in in that direction as well. Um, so I think everybody has their own sort of unique fulfillment, but that's mine. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's why the apartment game, you know, primarily as it relates to investing in commercial product, you know, properties, income producing properties is such a great fit for what you're doing. You know, I think of it as a way to actually impact people's lives. I mean, you know, you, you have this sort of concept of nature versus nurture. Well, if you can invest in these properties and, you know, bring them up to a standard that makes people happier, 
you know, that bleeds into other areas of their life that increase levels of happiness and productivity and all these amazing things that you talk about with regard to empowering people to really sort of, you know, find what fulfillment means in their journey and really what it means to actually, you know, position them in a place of uh, power, if you will, to go out and actually have a winning chance of getting that for themselves. So I I love that. My philosophy is if you can effectively invest in income producing real estate, in addition to, you know, dedicating yourself to personal professional development, you can create greatness in your life. And then at that point, you know, everyone else has unique talents, unique, you know, abilities that they can give back to the world. I don't feel like people can do that when they're just tolerating a life and they're just barely getting by. So in my opinion, those are the, you know, that's the sort of formula that obviously there are other formulas out there in terms of financial ways to create, you know, your own abundance, your own freedom. Um, in my opinion, I think real estate's one of the best, mm-hmm. um, but that's really the formula that I'm like super passionate about. I'm like, look, you can get involved in real estate and you can become your greatest self. And it's going to be like, you know, really the thing that happens like that you don't expect is that the joy really comes from growing and becoming more every day. I love that, man. For those of you listening on audio, I will have a video of this. You've got to see this guy come alive and like literally like light up like a light bulb when he talks about the real estate side of things. And I would certainly encourage all of you guys again to go to tylerchester.com. Check him out at Elevate Podcast, you know, for more information on the real estate side of things. Because I know that you do some deep dives. What is it, once or twice a week? How many episodes a week? Yeah, we're going once get? a week right now. I think we'll probably upgrade that here pretty soon. But, um, but yeah. yeah, once a week. We'd love to have uh, your listeners be a part of Elevate Nation as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I could talk to you all day, man. We're nearing the end of our time here and I want to be respectful of the rest of your day. So we're going to pivot here. Before we get into our random round, I do want to know one thing. And and, and this is something that I think a lot of people can really gain a lot of value from because I think it's something that as human beings by default, we all struggle with, right? And the question is, how do you resist the temptation of doing the easy thing and actually being intentional about choosing the hard thing when you know, you know, your intuition tells you that doing that hard thing that you just don't want to do in that moment actually gets you closer towards future Tyler. This is one of my favorite quotes uh, of all time. And I honestly don't know who it's attributed to, but it's easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. And Mm -hmm. I remind myself of that very, very frequently. Now, are there times when I can, you know, make more, you know, sort of work smarter, not harder decisions, of course. But what I've learned is that almost inevitably, if you do the hard thing, if you go, if you have the hard conversation, if you do the hard thing first, you know, you swallow that frog or whatever they say, if you do that first, typically, you know, all the, all the other good things come in line after that. Obviously, are you going to have a perfect life if you're just doing hard things? No, of course not. But you know, I think you also come to a point where you really start to respect yourself. You really start to gain more self-confidence when you say, you know what? I keep the promises that I make to myself. You know, I said I was going to do that hard workout today and I did it. I said I was going to, you know, make that really tough call today and I did it. I was going to have that challenging conversation with my colleague or my employee and I did it. And after a while, you start to realize, well, my brain is telling me it's hard and that it's really stressful and it's challenging, but really, it's really the thought of doing it rather than the actual act, at least for the most part. And so I think, you know, for me, it's like not only do you start to gain the self-confidence, but also the results in your life really start to show up tremendously through this process. So I'm, I'm very passionate about it. Oh, man. Brilliant. So well said. I love that quote. I've actually... 
I've heard that quote before, and I, yeah, I've got no idea who came up with that. God bless that individual because that is just, it's just so simple. It's so to the point. And I think the biggest thing for me is like the level of self-love that, that like starts to like build and bubble when you do continue to like show up and keep to your word. So anybody out there struggling with self-confidence, you know, I've been there, Tyler, I'm sure you've been there at times. The best thing you can do is just honor your word and your commitment to yourself. I agree 100%. Love it, man. So we are transitioning to my free time five, man. Just a couple of fun questions to kind of like, you know, go in a little deeper with you and get to know a little bit more about Tyler Chester, the man. So the first question, my man, is what's your favorite leisure activity in your free time? What do you like to do when, you know, you're just sort of kicking back and relaxing? You know, honestly, I've got a uh, seven and a half year old German Shepherd and uh, we love to go to the park and play. He's a frisbee fanatic and yeah. uh, so we do that and obviously going on walks but um, my fiance katie and i love to travel as well so we're always uh, looking for a new opportunity to see a new beautiful part of the world so really that's 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 about it and we also love basketball we're huge basketball fans i love it man i think is louisville looking pretty sharp this this upcoming season oh yeah absolutely. yeah <laughs> kentucky kentucky that's that's the one kentucky, kentucky. basketball yeah there yeah. you go there you go awesome man awesome <laughs> Um, what's one choice that you had to make today? Okay. Big or small that puts you a little bit closer towards your potential that you're striving for one decision that you had to be super conscious of. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, you know, there's a few things, um, we've been really busy. Um, but I've had to, like, I'm actually selling a property that I own currently, and there's a lot of other things happening at the same time. And I'm trying to figure out, like, we have a high level of interest in this property. So I'm trying to figure out when we can get people over there. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice my Saturday and just go ahead and make this happen. Because, you know, normally I try to not work on Saturdays and try to kind of take some breather. But mm-hmm. with everything else going on, I just realized that, you know what, it's the short term sacrifice that's that I need to make. And, and it, it's going to make a lot of sense to do that. But uh, it wasn't necessarily a totally easy choice, but um, but yeah, I would say that's uh, one one small example from today. Hey, man, easy choices, hard life. Hard choices, easy life. I love it. Boom. You're a man of your word. This is a fun one that I really like. So if potential were a physical destination on a map, what would be more fun to you? The actual drive there, you know, the journey, the, the turns, the zigzags, or just sort of getting there in and of itself? I mean, if you would have asked me this question six years ago, six and a half years ago, I would have definitely said the destination <laughs> because, you know, the the allure of, you know, the relaxation on the beach or wherever of not having anything to do was, you know, attractive. But the more that I've learned in this process and this journey is that it's really that the journey is the destination. I really do feel that way. Um, and it's much more, you know, it's something that really is, you know, it changes who you are. And it really, each turn, you know, you learn something new about yourself, which is the most fun part of it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say the, uh, the turns and the journey on the way there. I love it, man. Uh, what's your favorite empowering quote? You know, something that you'd like to leave the audience with today that they can fall back on in times of difficulty. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's a Tony Robbins quote and I don't have the exact one, but it's, um, you know, decisions shape the destiny of our life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something along those lines, but you know, it really does come down to that. I, I read a book years ago called, um, you know, the slight edge, 
And yeah. it talks about like in every, like your whole life is really made up of moments of decision. Whereas our brain, you know, wants us to think about, all right, well, what did we screw up on the past on? Or what did I learn yesterday or whatever? And then what else do I have to you know think about for tomorrow or the later in the day or whatever? But really our moment is, our, our life is shaped in the moments of our decisions. Our destiny is shaped by the moment of our decisions. And so, um, you know, that one really sticks out to me because each and every moment you have a decision of what do you want your life to to look like? You know, are you going to, are you going to eat the healthy meal? Are you going to eat the, you know, the unhealthy meal? You know, it's yeah. like, are you going to be pleasurable now or, or whatever? But that one to me really sticks out. I love it, man. And I'm really big on visualization. You know, I had the amazing opportunity this past summer to go to Machu Picchu and actually hike it in Peru. And the thing that like struck with me the most was like, wow, like at one point in time, like this wasn't here. Like somebody turned the corner in this super remote area of the mountains of the Andes, saw this area and was like, you know what? We're going to create this like eighth wonder of the world before modern day machinery. That all started as a thought. Mm-hmm. So I am your witness today. The audience is your witness today. I want you to just sort of, you know, share with us and you can take this however you'd like, you know, where are you going to be in 69 months? And that could be again, personally, professionally anything, man. I'm just very curious and I'd love to see that come to fruition. Well, um, you know, one of the things that I find fascinating is that most times we overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we can do in a decade. Yeah. Um, Because I look back like even like three years, I'm like, whoa, I was a totally different person then, you know? So I definitely want to recreate myself daily, you know, over the next six to nine months and just enjoy that process and continue to grow. But I, you know, my company, I expect my company to continue to grow. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at adding a new individual. We actually have interviews next week for a, a new person for our team. So looking to continue to grow that, um, you know, looking to go on some more, you know, tri- trips, you know, we just got back from Italy ourselves. And I felt the same way when I'm looking at the Coliseum, I'm like, they built this over 2000 years ago, like how, you know, yeah. and so, um, you know, I definitely want to, you know, acquire more, more real estate and, you know, continue to grow in that end, but also just grow more and have the opportunity of coaching more great people, people who are inspired, you know, for, for also sort of having that domino effect for other people as well. So I just want to, like I said earlier, I want to be that beacon for other people and sort of continue to push those dominoes, you know, across, you know, hopefully the world. I mean, we'll see. Oh man, so well said. Tyler, so I acknowledge you real quick, brother. Thank you first and foremost for being a beacon for yourself. I think, you know, by showing yourself self-love and being a dreamer, a visionary, and most importantly, an executor, you are now able and positioned to do that for other people, you know, as far as helping them see that within themselves. And that that is just an incredible thing, man. And just for coming on and taking the time and just keeping it super authentic, man, you've added so much value. You've served you know, beyond my, beyond my wildest imaginations. I I knew you were going to come out here and drop some fire, but you really have delivered that today, man. And I just wish you nothing but the best moving forward. And I can't wait to continue to watch your journey moving forward. But before I let you go, please share with the audience how they can continue to follow you and and keep up with your journey. Because I think that you're just dropping some great stuff out there. Yeah, no. Well, Carl, thank you again, man. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your great energy. You're serving, you know, leading with a giving heart is such a, you know, commendable thing. So your audience is extremely lucky to have you and I'm lucky to be your friend. So thanks again for having me. Uh, But uh, your audience can stay connected with me on Instagram or Twitter, you know, at the Tyler Chesser. I'm not, I promise I'm not an egomaniac with the at the, but there was somebody (laughs) already took my name on there. So, all right. So that's crazy. Tyler Chesser. And, uh, (laughs) 
Also, my website is tylerchester.com or you can visit coachwithtyler.com if you wanted to look at um, engaging with me on a one-to-one basis. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it. And of course, Elevate Podcast. I mean, look us up. We're on every single you know, place that they do podcasts. I mean, there's a lot of them these days, but anywhere you listen, uh, we can be found there. So I'd be grateful to continue to build a relationship with you and your audience. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K. SONA.com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me, and I can't wait to see you there.